Welcome back to the Brian DeVore Connection. I'm Brian DeVore. So a recent survey was done. They surveyed about 1,500 seniors, and it came back that about 92% of the people surveyed would rather stay at home and living at home in their, uh, in their golden years versus moving into a retirement community. Well, there are some benefits of moving to a retirement community. So here to talk to us today about that is my friend, Teresa Latosh. Teresa, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Brian? I'm doing great. So Teresa, you are with uh, the V at La Jolla Village. Um, so yeah, that survey, uh, kind of interesting that people would prefer to stay at home. Of course, you know, you and I work in the industry. We know the benefits of senior living. Why would someone consider moving into a senior living community? Well, first of all, when people think about staying at home, it's primarily because they want to maintain their independence. And people don't think about the aging process and the consequences of years adding onto your life and how you might be doing physically, mentally. And so what happens is that as they age, they become less able to stay at home even though they think that's what they want. And in those latter years, they're likely going to need some kind of help. So it's a good idea to think ahead, to plan ahead, and know who is going to be helping you in your later years. And frankly, nowadays, with care the way it is, labor being what it is, it's hard to find caregivers. And so you really want to think ahead and possibly not burden your children with care for you. You don't want them to have to worry about where it's going to come from. Maybe they're not close to you and they can't come and be with you all the time. So those are, that's just a, a, a reason. The other thing is AARP uh, did a survey and when they asked people that are 55 plus what the most important thing to them was in the aging process, people said they want to be in community. And it's pretty hard if you're staying at home and you have some slight disability or cognitive impairment to be in community. It's amazing how much it adds to your health and well-being in terms of even if it's walking down the hall and looking someone in the eye and saying, good morning. That's, that's enough to brighten your spirits and you have a better outlook on life when there are people around. Absolutely. Well, I know in social isolation, um, I know some surveys have said it's equivalent to smoking a pack of cigarettes a day as far as on your health is concerned. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you, we, let, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, uh, we talk about people's planning. And in so many cases, people are thinking short term. They're not planning long term. And a lot of people that we encounter in this industry they kind of want to bury their heads a little bit in the sand. They don't want to admit what is eventually, you know, knock on wood, if they live long enough, is going to be coming. So they're going to need that care, whether it is living at home or longer term, moving into a community type situation. Um, one of the best communities I know of is yours, the V. So tell us a little bit about the V um, and how they help with the things that we were just talking about. Well, we have a robust calendar of activities and events and just the idea of the socialization. We have a very long hall that connects our two towers. We have two independent towers with 403 
independent living units. And our residents call that long haul the mile of tile. <laughs> mile of tile. To me, it's Main Street. And when you think about what life was like many years ago, you know, a lot of that socialization happened on Main Street. You walk by people, how you doing? Oh, Joe, what, you know, how's your daughter? Stuff like that. And it's, that's a very important part of it. But we have exercise, probably 25 exercise classes a week to choose from for all different levels. It's really important to us to keep people functionally fit. And that means not just going to the gym and doing bicep curls, that kind of thing. It's like you're reaching for something. You're bending down for something. You want people to stay functionally fit so that their lives continue to be vital and robust. And we have a lot of programming that features those things. We have residents that say, I credit this place with adding years to my life. That's amazing. And typically, the, the people who are moving into your community um, are more on the younger side versus some other communities that people are moving in in their late 80s, early 90s. So you typically see people who are probably a little bit younger who are taking advantage of the things that you have, not just in the last few years of life, but for a, a healthy amount of, of their golden years. Brian, I'm right now at the point of signing up for Medicare, <laughs> and I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would do it now because you don't have to worry about a whole lot. It really creates a carefree kind of life. We're a continuing care retirement community. Nowadays, you also hear the term life plan community. And frankly, the earlier you do it, the better off you are in terms of asset preservation and protection against rising long-term care costs. Because what happens is you move in, you get to take advantage of all of the things that there are to do. The socialization, the three dining rooms, the activities, whether it's concerts or whether it's going to a ball game or off to the theater, the opera, the symphony. Um, lectures at the community, about a third of our activities are resident-run, which we're really proud of. We have a strong affiliation with UCSD. We stream Osher Lifelong Learning classes live in the community. We take people out to Osher Lifelong Learning classes. And it's just, it's a very active lifestyle for someone that's newly retired. And then, as you need care, as you age, if God forbid you need to go to a higher level of care like assisted living or skilled nursing, it's on site and you can move at no additional charge over what you pay in independent living. So that's really where people are able to protect against what's happening to a lot of families right now and that is bankrupting families because it can be $15,000 easily for assisted or memory care. And in our case, you don't have to pay those stepped up fees if something happens to you. Got it. So some, those are some of the benefits that you and I have talked about as far as the community being a buy-in community. And so some communities, you just pay month to month as a rental, but the V has a buy-in. So that kind of, like you said, it kind of locks in that cost of care. Is that right? Correct. So yes, there is a buy-in and there's a monthly fee. And 
the buy-in, and there are also repayment plans, by the way. So some people say, well, I'm going to give you all my money and I don't get anything back for it. Well, what you get back for it is a safety net that you know you will be taken care of for the rest of your life at no additional charge over what you're paying in independent living. So that's the asset protection and the protection against rising long-term care costs. Uh, but there are different kinds of CCRCs or life plan communities out there. We're a type A, and that's the one that gives you the full protection. Whatever level of care you need for the rest of your life, you can move to without paying stepped-up fees. But there are other types out there. So when people are out shopping, they really need to ask questions about you know, make sure they're comparing apples to apples. And there's a lot, of, a lot of things that go into a monthly fee at a rental community, and you may not see a long-term benefit out of that. Yeah. So it's a consideration. That makes sense. So I mean, there's a lot, lot there. Um, and you know, like I've talked about before, I'm, I'm ready now to move in as well. I mean, all those things you mentioned, I'm ready. And for seniors who I work with, who don't want to deal with the maintenance of their home and paying for property taxes and things of that nature, you know, factoring that into their decision of where they're going to live the next few years or the rest of the years of their lives, it all comes into play. And I think when, it, when you pencil it all out, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but I, I really appreciate you doing this, this interview because now I think people can get a broader picture of what's available for them. You know, the other thing, Brian, is that it doesn't get easier. Right. So my thought is make the move now when you can. Yeah. Enjoy all of the things that there are for you to participate in. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Um, and then if, like I said, God forbid something happens, you're protected. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Well, Teresa, thank you very much for doing this today. Um, and Teresa's information has, uh, is on screen, so you, uh, you can have the phone number's right there, the website as well, so you can give them a call, learn more about the V, uh, come in for a tour, um, they'll take you around take a, and show you everything that the V has to offer, which is a lot of wonderful things. So, Teresa, thank you again very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.